0: Side Hustle Show 117, the fastest path to side hustle cash flow? Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your 9 to 5 may make you a
1: living, but your 5 to 9 makes you alive. And now, your host, Nick Loper. Hey
0: everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where it's all about ideas and Action and results. This is episode 117: The Fastest Path to Side Hustle Cash Flow. One of the concepts. That I like to talk about on Side Hustle Nation is your freedom number. What's it going to take to get you out of your day job, and that is your your freedom number, which is essentially your monthly expenses uh, on a on a ongoing basis. You know your fixed your fixed costs. How much does it cost to live your life? And one of the fastest ways to get there, something we've talked about uh, briefly on the show before, uh, but we get to dive into today as well, is the idea of buying a pre. Existing cash flow. Why? Why build something up from scratch if you if you have a little bit of resources at your disposal? Hey, you can buy an existing business, buy something that's already spinning off money, and maybe that's how you that maybe that's how you get out of the uh, out of the corporate world, out of the cubicle life. So this episode. Uh, explores the idea of buying cash flowing businesses in general and uh, and websites specifically. So my guest has helped facilitate hundreds of website deals and he's seen it all good, bad and ugly. And so during the call, we get into where to look for sites, how to um, how to apply the fix and flip strategy from the real estate world, how it applies to these digital properties as well how to evaluate a potential purchase, the pitfalls to avoid, and even some creative financing options to help get you started if you're a little short on cash yourself. So yes, I'm chatting with Justin Cook from empireflippers.com and all the notes and highlights from our call along with Justin's top website investing tips are available in a free downloadable PDF at sidehustlenation.com 117. Now, before we get into it, I need to tell you about my experience in buying a site. Because even though I'm still uh, bullish on the um, on the concept of investing in digital real estate, I actually did not have a great experience. So I bought a site through Empire Flippers uh, last year as one of my side hustle experiments. And it, it went well for the first Four, five, six months, but then after that, a Google update came and pretty much wiped this, uh, wiped this site off of the face of the earth, and ended up. I mean, it's still, it's still out there. I still haven't figured out necessarily what I want to do with it. Um, but I got that was a a very expensive loss for me, basically a write-off at this point, uh, unless I can figure out how to get it back. So, so there, and I bring that up because even though I, I. you know, love Justin. I love Empire Flippers. I've you know been a long time follower of what they're doing over there. Um, my, my personal experience says, you know, tread uh, tread carefully, right? Because these, you know, buying buying a business is inherently risky, and that's why the that's why the paper returns are so much greater than you know the safer investments, even stock market investments. You know, websites pencil out to a much much greater return. I was fully aware of the risk going in it still stings um, you know I don't hold the seller at, at fault or anything like that um, I definitely knew the risks going in and, and decided I wanted to roll the dice so hopefully I'd have a case study to share with you unfortunately it was a less uh, than positive case study but you know these things happen and that's and that's part of the game so don't don't make any bet you can't afford to lose but let's uh, let's get into the call with Justin and see if this might be a good uh, a good time for you.
1: Justin, welcome to the Sign Up Show. Uh, thanks for having me on, Nick. Appreciate it.
0: You bet. So, we're, you know, on today's show, we're diving into uh, buying existing cash flows, and one way to do that is through website acquisitions. And Justin is one half of the Empire Flippers uh, brokerage team, where they, you know, match up buyers and sellers for uh, for websites, digital real estate, as it
1: were. So, you want to walk us through the the high level overview, the economics. I think one of the benefits of buying websites or investing in websites is that you actually control the outcome, right? You have some say in what can happen. So a good way to think of these websites uh, as an asset class is more of like a mini business, so you're buying a mini business and, and it can be monetized all different kinds of ways. Sometimes it's AdSense where you're getting paid per click. Sometimes it's selling a physical product or shipping a physical product. Sometimes it's an affiliate deal through something like Amazon. But all of these mini businesses you know, earn some amount of cash flow. And so as long as you're willing to pay for that uh, in terms of a multiple of that cash flow, you can buy, own, and then run that asset. And, and differently than the stock market, um, you actually have control over the growth. Right now, it also means that you have some work that you have to do to control that growth. Right, but, right. Uh, you know, you can be involved in the actual outcome of this mini business that you have purchased.
0: Gosh, I should have sold the shoe business when it was rocking and rolling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had this affiliate
0: site; it was, you know, spinning off some cash. Flow. It did take, you know, uh, a full-time VA plus some of my effort to help run it. But like that could have been a nice, uh, that could have been a nice exit at
1: at its peak. Timing is the worst, right? Like you're thinking, God, I wish I would have sold it. And then we have other sellers that go back to us in six months, 12 months, 18 months down the road. God, I wish I wouldn't have sold it. Like the new buyer takes it and they double or triple, you know, 3x the the site. And it's because they missed something, right? Like the new buyer is fantastic at Facebook marketing. And the seller tried it a couple of times. Like that would have never worked. That never works for me. I can't get that to work. Someone else takes it and just runs with it. And they're like, oh my God, I wish I would have kept it.
0: If people are looking to get started in this, where where should they look for potential sites for for sale? Like I'm you know, I, we talked about this the other day. My my buddy and I tried to start a like hedge fund of different websites and we never ended up pulling through on on this because we were looking at Flippa for you know acquisitions. Like, oh, you can buy websites like at a 12 month, you know, multiplier, which is like, uh, you know, 100% ROI. This is amazing. And we just got so bogged down in all of the the garbage that was out there i don't know has as and that was a few years ago so has flippa improved over the years
1: uh, a bit so uh, flippa was really bad and i think it still can be difficult there's a lot of turds. Right? I'll just say it plainly. There's a lot of turds, but there are some gems in there too. So, you know, I, th- I think you have to be a bit experienced and you have to know how to dig through the turds to find the gems. So that makes it a little more difficult. But I'll tell you, one of the best ways I, I think there are to find uh, businesses to buy or online websites to buy is through a strategic purchase. So there was a situation a while back where Joe and I Uh, We're testing out this software. It's like time tracking software for virtual assistants. And we were a part of the beta program when they were starting out. Anyway, you know, we were giving them all this feedback. We said, we love what you're doing. It's awesome. And we were working with them, working with them. And then Joe tried to reach out to them for support or something. uh, Come to find out the guy had sold it. We're like, okay, he sold it. That's, uh, that's interesting. Like, you know, and so he started, he got in contact with them. How much did you sell it for? And he was like, it's like $3,000 or $5,000. And we were like, What? What? We would have bought (laughs) that from you. Like, why didn't you? Like, you should have told us. Like, we've been talking to you this whole time. We'd have like it was. It probably it was worth to us probably fifteen or twenty thousand dollars. We were in the space, and we could have done a lot more with it. It'd been a great strategic purchase for us. Yeah. Um, not that we would have wanted to pay that, but I would have definitely paid more than three to five thousand mm-hmm. dollars—ten, twelve thousand—and he just didn't let us know. And and part of, part of the you know, I mean, it would have been maybe we should have reached out to him and asked him if he's ever interested in selling. But you know, if he would have mentioned it to us, it would have been something that that we would have been interested in. So there are these like maybe little software businesses or something that's in your space already, in your industry or in your niche that you can look to purchase. Let's say I've got some kind of add-on. I've got some software that works great for uh, people that have hosting accounts, right? Let's say they have, you know, hosting accounts with, you know, small hosts or whatever. If I can buy up one of those hosting accounts and get all of those customers, and let's say they're worth, on average, you know, $8 a month or whatever, and I've got a bolt-on that I know that 10% of them I can get $30 a month out of, that's an extra $3 a month that those users are worth to me, right, to me specifically. so. I guess what I'm saying is that a portfolio buyer would look at those thousand customers and say, well, they're only worth $8,000 a month. They're paying $8 a month. They're worth $8,000 a month. That's what they're worth. But to me, they're worth $11,000 a month. Does that make sense?
0: Because you have an additional product or service that you can sell once you have access to that list.
1: Exactly. And so what's great for sellers, too, is that if you're first looking to sell your site or your business, and, and this especially makes sense if it's larger, if it only makes a couple hundred bucks a month, it's obviously not worth going through all the hassle. But if you can find a strategic buyer, they are more likely uh, to pay a much larger multiple to buy you because you're just simply worth more to them.
0: So looking around for different different sites in your niche that may be complementary to some product service you're already offering i think that's great uh you know there's marketplaces I, yeah
1: I, I think that oh, sorry yeah i think that's that's a great way to to a great place to look initially that's a way that you know you're if you're always keeping your uh ear to the ground you're going to hear about these opportunities but if you're actually just going out to to look for businesses there are places too i should mention that a uh, flippa obviously is the big one you're going to find a lot of sites that are let's say under ten thousand dollars you're gonna to have to weed through a whole bunch of sites. And and I'll just tell you generally, anytime you find a site selling for less than ten times uh, it's monthly net earnings. It's it's not believable. Like, it's a unicorn.
0: That's a red flag. So
1: tie. maybe you found that unicorn, but, you know, probably not, right? Okay. And so you're going to have to re- really do your your due diligence uh, on any purchase with anyone, by the way. But so Flippa is one place. Um, I, I'd say if you're looking for sites in the five to six figures, like, obviously, we have a really good market for that. So, you know, if it's a $50,000 Amazon site or a you know, $200,000 e-commerce site, uh, those are businesses that we sell. I'd say at the high end, uh, there's a really good brokerage called Quiet Light Brokerage. And they sell, I'd say, six figures to seven figures, uh, even into like the low eight figures. So they're great. In that range so they're much larger generally they're going to be uh you know fuller fleshed out businesses these are going to generally come with employees they're going to come with a ton of process and the turnover on those is obviously going to be longer but they have the the, the bigger sites are going to be with quiet
0: light okay so yeah something something for everybody depending on what price range uh, that you're that you're looking in do you have any success stories of people doing doing this part-time as like a as a as a side hustle essentially
1: We do. Although a lot of people that are having success generally make it a full time business, so it's like a small window. So people will do it part time, um, but pretty quickly. If it's working for them, then they're going to continue to do it full time because the opportunity is there and it's pretty massive, and you can scale it up, right? So if you're doing it with let's say five figure sites, you're buying and selling, you're you're basically doing the arbitrage, or you're let's say you're fixing up sites that are under monetized. You're selling for a low five say you're buying twenty thousand dollar sites and selling them for fifty, sixty thousand dollars within twelve months, you're gonna quickly realize that, yes, yeah, so I keep doing that, but why am I not targeting high figure, high five figure sites and trying to do it for a low six figures and move up and and you generally get out. So uh, normally if they're uh, doing it as a part-time hustle, they're building sites from scratch. Right, because they're wanting to put some elbow grease in, so it's easier for them and cheaper for them to just build the sites from scratch up until they get to, you know, five hundred dollars a month or you know, two thousand dollars a month, somewhere in that range, and then sell them off. Uh, and if they're going to continue with it, they realize, hey, why do I go through the hassle of going through all the losers? Right, because if you're building sites, you're going to have some that just don't work. They, you know, for whatever reason, they fail to launch. So they get to the point where they have enough cash that they skip that process and start buying sites and that are under monetized and, and fix them up.
0: Yeah, I like that uh, fix and flip, just like finding a, <laughs> finding a dumpy looking house and be like, oh, let me uh, acquire this on the cheap and and go ahead and fix it up and and resell it back. I think that's kind of a cool uh, real estate analogy for for something like this. If you can see that, if you can see
1: the diamond uh, <laughs> the diamond underneath, as it were. It sounds so easy, right? You just buy. You just buy, buy a small earner, fix it up, and you make a ton of money. It's so easy. Yeah, yeah. I I wish it's not always that easy. And there's there's a ton of things that go into this. You know, like I said before, sometimes you may have a skill set. Like I'm particularly good, let's say, with Facebook advertising, paid paid Facebook traffic. And I may have a skill set that I think I'm going to apply to the site. I apply it, and I'm spending a bunch of money, and it turns out to be a dud. So. My strategy did not work out here, and uh, you know I, I I'm spending more money than I'm making on the, on the paid traffic stuff. Um, there's all other kinds of problems. So you know you could lose organic rankings. So let's say that a Google update comes along and crushes it to you, um, and, and that's that's part of what comes with the high risk, high reward with these. I, I'd say it, especially. Uh, on the smaller sites, I'd say especially for uh, like uh, sites that aren't necessarily diversified on their own in terms of traffic and monetization, um, there's much more risk there. And that's one of the reasons that if you buy a site for, like you said, uh, 12x and 12x multiple, that's 100% return. That is ridiculously high. Mm-hmm. And with any time you hear about 100% return, there's going to be a whole bunch of risk that comes with that. Generally, we sell sites, let's say, around 20x and that's a 60% return right which again is ridiculously high yeah, no now I- I'd say that the the um, the ROI or the return uh, with our sites is lower, but we also put them through a vetting process, so you're less likely to get crap, right? If we if we can verify the earnings, verify the traffic, and verify you know the person who's selling it is real, legitimate, and not some you know crazy uh, internet uh, prankster or you know someone that's not who they're claiming to be, you're going to have a much better opportunity and a much better chance to buy a site that is you know valuable and worthwhile. Cool.
0: Uh, let's walk through a couple of scenarios. So first, uh, the first person I have in mind is a you know somebody who's working full time but is looking to get into this as um, as a side hustle to earn a little bit of cash flow on the side. They have maybe a little bit of savings to to invest, and they say, "I want to get into this." Are there? I mean, you kind of said uh, there's some there's some opportunities at the low end of the market. Say. You know, in the five to ten thousand uh, dollar purchase price range, which would be something earning two fifty to five hundred bucks a month. Like maybe that covers I don't know that covers my car paper, That that covers like my student loan, or that covers something that like that five hundred dollars a month is significant to me.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know, let's say I'm going to buy a ten thousand dollar website. Right, generally that's to make somewhere between four and six hundred dollars a month. Let's say it's a nice car payment, right? That's that's good. Um, There are opportunities there, there, but they're generally going to be less developed sites. So the site's probably going to be less than two years old, generally. Sometimes even less than one year old. It's going to have probably just one main form of traffic, uh, one main monetization uh, method, Um, but it's going to have a ton of opportunity too. So if you buy that site. Uh, it may, you know, two X or three X, you know, within the next 12 to 18 months with some work, it may go to crap too, right? So it may die on you as well. So you're going to have more risk. And I'd say for someone that's looking for not really necessarily to replace a a car payment, but they're looking to replace their income. Mm -hmm. Uh, we had a great podcast about this. We call this, uh, we call these people lifestyle Larry's, right? They're looking for, uh, the lifestyle. And and we had a podcast on this, this is episode 128 of the, uh, the Empire uh, podcast and we talked about how to kind of diversify. So um, generally you know, a 10000 a $5,000, $10,000 site isn't going to be very diversified in terms of traffic and earnings. Mm-hmm. But a $200,000, $300,000 site or sometimes even an $80,000 site might be. So it might have different, you know, partly organic, partly social, partly paid traffic, which kind of insulates the site. It might have some AdSense, some Amazon site. You know, it may have, uh, you know, products or something like that that's, you know, has multiple monetization methods, which is great. But you just don't get that. With the smaller sites, so one of the things you have to do is diversify your portfolio. If you can't have a site that's diversified, at least have a nice portfolio of sites that is. So, you know, if you're owning, you know, a, a, let's say five to ten thousand dollars sites, you have. You know, a portfolio of $40,000 sites, you can fill it up as long as you're making sure that your portfolio is diversified. With only $10,000, it's really hard to diversify, right? Because now you're talking about buying one or two or $3,000 sites, and those are pretty small. I mean, yeah. when you talk about a $2,000 site, it's making 100 bucks a month. That's that Generally, that's going to be all over the place. So, you know, it makes $100 one month, and the next month it'll make 170 and the next month it'll make 18 Right, so yeah, it makes a hundred bucks a month, maybe, right? On average, over the last six months, but you know, it's all over the map. And so, I I think, I think if you have five thousand dollars and like that's that's really what you have to kind of get started, you can't put more into a portfolio. You're probably better off uh, just trying to build some sites from scratch, learning keyword research, learning niche selection, and having some failures there, and either saving up more money. Or building up those sites on your own, selling them and then looking to buy into a portfolio. I don't think five to ten thousand dollars total in, in terms of an investment is enough to really I don't know, get into it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It's not enough to, to get into it. No, I that's think, uh, that's fair.
0: And, and I appreciate fun. your your honesty on that because that's that's totally worth knowing. Let's talk about person number two who says, Okay, my monthly expenses are twenty five hundred dollars a month, four thousand dollars a month. If I could Replace my income if I could cover my expenses with uh, with a website acquisition. All of a sudden, I'm I'm a free man. I can I can move to the Philippines. I can move. You can do whatever I want. And so at that level, you're looking at at a four thousand dollars monthly cash flow. You're looking at a purchase price around eighty thousand dollars. But my question is, are the, that's a lot of cash to plunk down on on one on one business that. You know, it's a little bit, I don't know, it's still a little bit risky. So do you have some, are there like creative financing options or would you say, okay, if you have 80 grand to spend, would you divide that up into, you know, several different sites, you know, maybe a $50,000 purchase and a 30 or I don't know, I'll let you talk.
1: Yeah, so yeah, so I want to replace my income, right? I you know, I need four thousand dollars a month to sip fruity drinks on a beach, like that's what I need. There are two different scenarios. So let's say the person that uh, is planning to keep their job, but they want to replace their income, they want to double their income. Let's say they're making four or five thousand dollars a month, and they want to double that income. I'd recommend getting the largest site possible, the largest single site possible. A couple of reasons for that, you know, they're going to keep their job, right? So they still have their income. They're you know, bills are paid with their job. So this is something in addition to, and I think they should buy a larger site because first off, they have less focus because they still have a regular job. And so any of their additional focus isn't split between a bunch of different sites. Okay. It's in this one major site. So they can work on expanding this one thing. I think they're going to have more success. And the opportunities are larger with a big site uh, than it would be with, you know, let's say, uh, For twenty thousand dollars sites, right? I think the opportunity is larger with that one site to grow it out. Now, the person that's actually looking to replace their income, I don't suggest buying the one site. I think that's a, a it's a scarier approach. And because they're going to be relying on this income to feed themselves and house themselves yeah. and everything, they're going to need a portfolio. So they're going to need to diversify their portfolio. And the really the three things you need to look at are. Uh, monetization methods so let's say that for whatever reason adsense shuts you down right and all four of your sites are adsense sites your income goes from you know four thousand dollars a month to zero right that's that's painful if you're on the beach in thailand thailand's not the great you know the best place to be with no money is
0: it just if your if your account gets banned which which google is known to do arbitrarily sometimes
1: it yeah it has happened it's happened to people that you wouldn't expect it to happen to you know uh, spencer over at niche pursuits uh, had that happen to him uh, another thing, you know, similar uh, situation with uh, Amazon, right? So you know it, let's say you're in a state, right your your business in a state or your hometown was in a state that uh, Amazon shuts it down and you can no longer be part of the Amazon affiliate program in that state. it's problematic for you oh, you're this gonna, was a your huge income go to zero
0: this was a huge yeah, issue. I had to go rent uh, I had to go rent a studio apartment in Nevada just to keep my business alive while uh, this drama was going down in california it was it was not cool.
1: yes. Yeah, you can set up an LLC in another company or another uh, state, but it's going to be a pain, right? And you're going to have to do all that like in the middle of making no money. Right. So that's problematic. Another one that a lot of people don't think about is, you know, they they buy an e-commerce site and their paid traffic channel. I'm sorry, their, we're still talking about monetization. Their uh, supplier uh, raises the cost. So, you know, they were making 30% margins, 40% margins, and a supplier raises their cost by 20 30%. Oops, there goes your money. Right. There goes the money that you're living on on the beach in Thailand. So there's a whole bunch of risks if you don't diversify away from monetization. So you don't want to have too much of your portfolio relying on any one monetization method. The second thing is traffic. So if you have more than, you know, let's say, 60%, 50 60% of your traffic is coming from organic SEO rankings and a Google update comes along and you know shuts you down – you're going to take a really big hit on that, right? You're going to lose all of your rankings. You're going to lose all the earnings you had. If you have one or two sites and they're all relying on paid uh, Facebook traffic and Facebook changes the rules, bans your account, there goes your income. So traffic, I think, is is a really big one, probably bigger than monetization. So definitely diversify your your traffic sources. So in your portfolio, your four sites that are making your $4,000 – now this is makes it sound pretty, but you you know it's not going to be for exact a thousand dollars each. But just for the sake of argument, like you know one of those sites, let's say, um, is coming via paid traffic, uh, one two max is coming from mostly organic, and the fourth one is coming from social. You know whether that's uh, Instagram or Facebook or something like that. So you're diversifying your portfolio against traffic. The last thing, and it's important if if it's a lifestyle uh, income you're you're trying to make, is is uh, against seasonality. So if your sites are hot in the summer and cold in the winter, that's going to be bad because, you know, living on the beach, you, you kind of need some consistent income. Mm-hmm. So you're going to want to make sure that you diversify your portfolio against seasonality. Now, some sites are extremely seasonal. Like if you have a site about, I don't know, Thanksgiving for whatever reason, geez, I mean, that's really seasonal. But other ones, you know, maybe are more seasonal than you might think. And they're not quite as clear. So gym membership side, or let's so, say, so workout equipment or something, that's seasonal too. Right. So you need to keep that in mind. The last point I'll say about lifestyle Larry, the guy that's going to replace his uh, income and go to the beach, he should uh, make sure that he buys more than he needs, right? So if you want to make $4,000, you shouldn't make it $4,000. You need to add another 20, 25% to that. Make it 4800 dollars uh, a month so that you're covered. Because it's not like it's not magically going to come in at four thousand a month, so you can pay all your bills. You know, you may, may be twenty eight hundred dollars one month, and it may be fifty two hundred, you know, the next. So you're going to want to make sure that you have a little bit more coming in on average.
0: Yeah, I have a little bit of a buffer. That makes sense. How about on the uh, the creative financing option? So instead of writing that eighty thousand dollar check or that eighty thousand dollar wire transfer, to to have to like, is a bank going to lend me money on this? Can I? Is there a way to? Uh, Ease the ease the pain of having to come up with all that cash up front.
1: So this is the fun stuff, Nick. This is the deal making. All right, let's do it. This is where the magic comes it. in. So <laughs> we talked about this a little bit before the show, man. We were talking about like uh, some some really creative ways. Let's continue with this Larry guy, right? Okay. Wants to needs to make four thousand uh, dollars. Needs an eighty thousand dollar per to say twenty x. It varies, the multiple varies, but let's just say 20x. So he needs $8,000. Say he only has $20,000. He's 25% of it. Well, that's not enough, right? That'll give him a $1,000 in income, but he's not quite there.
0: That's not going to get me there. Um,
1: a lot of times, no, not going to get you there. A lot of times, sellers are willing to take an earn out. So what that means is, you know, maybe you pay 75% up front. You pay 25% uh, over the next six months. So let's say you say you paid 5% a month. You're actually paying a little more than the purchase price. You're paying 105% of the purchase price, but you're giving them you know, the other 5% month over month for six months um, until they're paid off. And they're willing to do that because they want to get the sale, especially for a site that's been sitting around for a while. If there's a whole bunch of people interested in a particular site, they're less likely to do that. They'll just take the 100% cash up front mm-hmm. and not do it. But you can do the earnouts. You can structure an earnout where your earnout is actually more attractive maybe than the cash up front. They want maximum income so they know – that, yes, they'll take an earn out over 100% up front if they know they've got 110% of the purchase price with your earn out. So that's 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 one way you can do it. But that doesn't get you there. You still need $60,000 and you're $40,000 short. So what Larry can do is he can look on bringing in a passive investor. So if you if Larry knows anyone else that's interested in something like this but just doesn't have the time, effort, or energy, whether it's family, friends, or someone else that has – uh, some money, but just doesn't know how to order content from text broker, doesn't know how to do any SEO and wants to get involved, he can bring them in. So let's say he brought in uh, his cousin or you know potential business partner., uh, they put up forty thousand dollars. Larry puts up twenty thousand dollars. He makes them, let's say, a thirty to forty percent partner, right? So they're gonna get a passive residual out of this business. Larry's only putting up twenty thousand dollars. The seller's giving some earnout. and uh, you know, Larry can, for the next six months, because he still has to pay that earn out over six months, he's working for not that much money. But at the end of six months, Larry ends up with you know, a 60 70% share in this, and the passive investor is getting paid. Now, Larry's going to need a little bit more out of this, right? He's going to need to do this again, so they can get his full you know, 4000 actually $5,000 in net profit. But he only had to put out $20,000 up front to get a you know $4,000 a month earner, which is fantastic. So there's all different ways you can do this. Another way you can um, sometimes get deals. This is less frequent, but you can get a deal where the seller retains equity. So if there's a business that is on the edge of blowing up or has potential to blow up but just hasn't and the seller's just done with it but knows that it has the potential, they might be willing to retain some equity. So let's say you get a 25% discount on the site. But the seller retains 20% of the equity in the business. It's like insurance for them in case you do really, really well with it. So that's a way for you to discount the price and keep the seller involved too. You can also get some feedback and counseling from them. You can set a requirement, a contractual agreement for them to do a monthly call with you and do kind of a check-in or something like that. Um, There are other ways that I'm less familiar with. So I can't speak to them really well, but I, I can you know tell your listeners to check into uh, self-directed uh, IRAs. Oh wow. Um, okay. I think there are some there are some opportunities there for you to actually use those self-directed IRAs to, or, uh IRAs to, to purchase businesses, but you'd have to talk to uh, an accountant uh, to, to get more details about
0: that., wow, that would be kind of crazy to put your uh, put your retirement money into um, something much more interesting than your standard um, mutual funds.
1: Yeah, and then you're, you know, it's definitely self-directed because you're having a a direct uh impact in the growth of that business.
0: Fair enough. I guess that's very accurate. And I think that's a really important point to bring up is that like where you're you're buying shares of Nike, you have no say. I guess you can go to you can do shareholder meetings and voting or whatever, but like you have no say in what happens in the future of this company versus this. It's like this is your baby now. Like you're you're in charge of, of making this thing uh continue to earn and continue to grow. And so there is some some prerequisites that you probably know how to operate a website, you know how to you know work with virtual staff, you know how to do all the things that need to be done to to keep this thing spinning.
1: Yeah, I think especially when you're buying these these websites is that you know, you should know how to do a portion of it. Now, there's always an opportunity to learn. So let's say that uh, it's it's heavily SEO and maybe a little bit of paid traffic requirement. I know how to do that. But, I, you know, there's a virtual assistant that comes with it. And I, I don't really know how to manage virtual assistants. Well, this is a great opportunity for me to figure it out, right? I'm going to learn. And, and so I wouldn't take on something that you don't know anything about. Like all of it is, you know, completely unknown to you. That's probably, you're probably setting yourself up for failure. But if there are a few pieces that you don't know, you can take that on as a learning experience Experience and have the rest of it something that is in your your wheelhouse and something that you are familiar with and can do.
0: Yeah, such a fascinating uh, business. Justin, thanks so much for joining me. It's empireflippers.com if you want to check them out. And we'll wrap it up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation.
1: Awesome, Nick. I appreciate it. I'd say the number one tip is that once you're done with the side hustle, once you've checked out all these different monetization methods and different ways to make money, uh, it's a really good idea when you find that one is to drop the rest, right? Find the one thing that works really well for you um, that you can work really well on and that you really appreciate and dump everything else. Become an expert and focus in on that one thing and you're going to do much better off and be much more focused and, and have a, a better business uh, because of it, I think. I like it. to see?
0: Yeah, I really appreciated Justin's honesty during this call because this is not the best side hustle for everyone. But for the right person, I think it could be... A really fast way to rat race freedom. Some really interesting stuff you can do with um, with acquiring these existing cash flow streams, and potentially even using your self directed IRA money to do it. I know we didn't talk too much about that. And full disclaimer: I am not a financial advisor, um, so definitely do your homework and don't make any bet you can't afford to lose. But I wanted to share this stuff with you because I think it's a really cool, uh, really cool business, really cool opportunity there. Um, and do you think he was calling me out a little bit with his with his one thing tip at the end? Uh, before we were recording, he was giving me a hard time for having too many different projects going on. Um, but empireflippers.com, uh, the marketplace, the podcast is definitely one that's been in my rotation for a long, long time. And uh, early in the call, just a, a clarification on one thing, Justin mentioned Joe, who is his partner in crime in the business. So if you're wondering who Joe was, that's, that's Joe. Uh, one of the parts of the conversation I edited out was on the new Empire Flippers investor program. And this is something that's really, really interesting. And it's in it's in a private beta, which is why we were kind of just going back and forth on it and why I edited it out. But what they're doing is they're pooling money together from a handful of investors, generally higher dollar investors, to buy a portfolio of income properties online, kind of like the, the hedge fund I was talking about at the top of the call, uh, reinvesting some of that cash flow in operations and in growth, and then planning to pay out dividends with, with what's left over. So like I said, private beta, uh, right now, but if that's something that's appealing to you, a more hands-off way to get into this game and uh, potentially generate some higher risk, higher reward returns, um, although definitely a, a pretty significant buy-in at the moment if they if they are going to open that up. Um, but head over to EmpireFlippers.com to check out uh, some of the materials there, or, or if that's something that you're interested in. Now, as is per the usual. All the notes, links, and highlights from this week's call, plus a free downloadable PDF with all of Justin's top website buying tips are available to you at sidehustlenation.com slash 117. Until next time, let's go out there, make something happen, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.